Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Healing Uncensored Podcast. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a health and mindset coach for women with autoimmune disease just like you. I absolutely love helping you tap into your self-healing power, uncover the energetic side of healing, and release limiting beliefs around your body and your life. Think of this podcast as everything you wouldn't hear at your doctor's office. It's a place for empowered souls to move beyond food and heal themselves on a soul level. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now let's begin. Welcome to part two, archetype two that we're going to be discussing on this mini-series of the inner healer archetypes. And today's archetype that we're going to be dissecting and diving into is the crystal healer. So just like yesterday, I want you to close your eyes if it's safe for you. And I want you to see what images come to mind when you think of the crystal healer. Who is she? What does she look like? Is she holding crystals? Maybe she's made of crystals. But what do you intuitively sense when you think of the crystal healer? Again, there's no right or wrong. And what characteristics or traits does she have? How does this feel for you? And then declare within yourself, I am the crystal healer. As the crystal healer, how would you act? How would you show up? What self-healing would you be drawn to? How would you show up as healer? How would you be that inner healer? What traits come to mind? What strengths come to mind? What do you see her doing? Is she using her hands? Maybe she's just using her energy. So whatever answer started to surface for you, again, those are all correct. And we can all intuit what this means within us because we have this crystal healer within us. So let's talk a little bit more about what that means. The traits of the crystal healer include loving tools and props. Now, the tools that will work for each of you listening will look very different because we all have unique needs. There's this thing called bio-individuality, and really that's just a fancy way of saying that you and me are different, that you and Sally down the street are different. We all have very unique makeups, both our genetics, but also our epigenetics and the way that environment influences our genes. And so our tools are going to need to be different. 
So every crystal healer within each and every one of you, that toolbox that she has is going to look different. When I see the crystal healer, I, th I think of her actually like holding a toolbox in one of her hands, or maybe even in both of her hands if she has a lot of tools. But what's inside is going to be unique to you. And some of you might not actually even have crystals in your toolbox at all, and that is okay too. The name of this archetype really just embodies everything that I'm going to be discussing. It's not directly related to crystals specifically. However, if you know me, you know I love the crystals. So some examples of tools that might be in that healing toolbox are essential oils. Again, this is mostly what my toolbox looks like. All of the essential oils. So these come from the earth. Um, I, I think of the crystal healer and I think of a woman who really is tapped into different gifts, medicine from the earth, but that's not always the case. So the first few examples that I'm going to give are mostly from the earth, but again, it can be expanded. So essential oils come from the earth, come from mother nature. Sage or Palo Santo uh, and sage, a dried sage bundle you can burn. And I find that when you burn sage, it's very cleansing, uh, whereas Palo Santo uh, is going to be, if you burn that, a little more like clearing and purifying. I use both of them almost every single day, uh, but people ask me that all the time. What's the difference between burning sage and burning Palo Santo? They're both from the earth. They're both beautiful tools. I think think that the, the aroma is, is different, but also there's slightly different energy when you um, breathe in that aroma or use them in your different rituals if you do. Other tools in your toolbox, you might have some totems, different um, figurines or um, just objects that represent something to you that maybe are special to you in some way. Uh, oracle cards, another tool that's definitely in my toolbox that I, I still use quite a bit. Uh, funny thing is though that I, I became a certified oracle card or tarot card both uh, reader and I use them so much in my own, the beginning of my own healing and also with my clients. And now I find that uh, they were a really beautiful gateway into just listening to my own intuition and that my intuition sometimes gets kind of upgraded when I use the cards, but I don't need the cards anymore. Uh, and that's really the case with all of these tools. It's like they're just beautiful additions. Uh, we don't have to be dependent upon any of them. So the oracle cards I love to use and add in my toolbox as a way to draw a card and get guidance. Uh, books, maybe books that you love, a little mini library inside of your toolbox. Uh, I just got uh, five new books today, actually, and I'm, there's some of these books that I'm just so excited to dive into. Now I gotta find the time. <laughs> so other tools that might be in your toolbox might actually be crystals in the crystal healer toolbox. So whether that is crystal, a crystal to ground your energy, a crystal to protect your energy, a crystal to open up your intuition, a crystal to help heal relationships, a crystal to help protect yourself from the negative effects of EMF or electromagnetic frequency and radiation, they can be used in so many ways. I've got a whole course on this if anyone wants to learn more about crystals that's available at any time. And you might have that that extra, like literally have that extra little like zippy bag, like that little tote bag in your purse. Or you might just be someone who carries a larger purse around because you have to bring all your things, <laughs> all of your things for healing. So I'm that person. I have an inner crystal healer inside of me. This is not my strongest archetype, but I certainly embody this one um, to some degree. And so especially when I travel, but just on a day-to-day -day basis is too, I, I have, I carry a lot of things with me. Uh, when I travel, I usually have these little incense mac match sticks and um, 
my little tote bag within my purse has like my essential oils, it has extra pair of contacts, it has my crystals for EMF protection, it has my My Health device that we're using in the healing activation portal, and it has like all my little things. Um, sometimes it has like little uh, zinc and elderberry throat drops. Like I just got my tools. I got my activated charcoal like all the time. <laughs> I got my digestive enzymes. I got all my things that I might need. And uh, that might resonate with you, but maybe maybe you haven't been on a uh, holistic healing path or, a, or just a spiritual growth path for quite as long. So your tools might also currently look more like, okay, I've got my ibuprofen and I've got my chapstick and I have my stress ball and I have my fidget spinner. So this is going to be different, again, for everybody. I usually have my blue blocking glasses with me as well these days. So that's going to be completely individual to you. But I want to know if you're listening to this and in the crystal healer is your strongest archetype that you that you got as a result on the quiz. Are you someone who has a big purse or are you someone who brings that little kind of like a survival kit almost pack with you so that you always have the tools that you might need? You don't want to get stuck anywhere without your activated charcoal or something along those lines. So as a crystal healer, you probably also have an altar or a sacred space, and you might not call it that, and, and that's okay. Uh, so what does that mean? What what does altar or sacred space translate into? Well, that could just be a corner of your room. It could be a surface of a table. It could be an entire room that has the things that surround you that make you feel good. So it's like you are surrounding yourself by these objects, these tools, or, or just the energy of like a space, the color of your walls, the texture of the blanket or the pillow or the, the carpet that you have in that room that allow you to sink into yourself. So it's just like a place where you walk in. It's like the energy feels good here, like good vibes. And my altar has... My altar is on a, a fairly like low to the ground table in the corner of my office and it has a crystal grid and I will change that crystal grid over time depending on what it is that I'm focused on and growing and working on in my life. It also has a check that I wrote to myself. So it has my income goal for the month written out to Sarah Small uh, as a way to manifest that income goal. It has uh, four different uh, laminated pictures. Um, there's some pictures of um, like a spiritual scenery of, of, of spirit guides. And then I also have two new ones that I've added that are um, by this Australian artist who I'll have to I'll have to link somewhere, maybe on Instagram. Uh, and there's like a, a hand holding the sage bundle, just images that, that I think that are really beautiful. And uh, they feel they feel connected for me. Uh, and then I usually bring an oil into the space. So my oils kind of live in a different place where I can color coat them and alphabetize them and have the ones that I haven't opened and have the ones that I have opened. So they live in a different space, but I bring them onto my altar and I pick that like oil of the day that I'm going to use to um, start to heal any limiting beliefs or emotional blockages. And I personally use the book Emotions and Essential Oils as a, a resource guide almost every single day where I'm tapping in. And now I have many of them memorized. Like today I hosted a uh, training for my oil customers uh, this whole week. And it's five days of tapping to, to help heal your limiting beliefs and tap into your self-healing powers. And today we tapped with cilantro. And cilantro is the oil of releasing control. And so if I was working on releasing control that way, that day, I would bring my cilantro over to my altar. And I also write myself little notes, um, whether that's an affirmation or it's a quote that I've been really resonating with. And so it's just this little little space. This, this literally for me, it's just a little tiny tabletop in the corner of my room, but it's, it's, it's like an offering. It can be a little sanctuary. It's a place to manifest. It's a place to meditate. It's a, a place to tap into your higher self and, and really just to feel good. There's not rules around this. You can create this in any way that you want. And your sacred space, I see these as slightly different, but sacred space can just be your meditation cushion. It can be a comfy chair in your house. It can be your bed. It's that area and that space where you can just be you and you can feel safe and you can tap 
in so there's not so much distraction i i i wrote on the pa- in the past week on social media how i reorganized my closet because when i opened my closet i felt the energy of clutter and chaos <laughs> there's a before and after picture on my instagram if you want to go see it so i just spent it didn't only took me an hour and i went through and i just organized and oh yes now the energy of all that clutter is no longer there. It's all organized. It's tucked away in a very organized fashion, a structured fashion, because otherwise my space doesn't feel sacred. It doesn't feel like I can clear my thoughts. It doesn't feel like I can just be still and tap in. It doesn't even feel safe sometimes because it's just like, oh, there's so much energy around me. And all of you listening who can resonate with that empath energy, you know what I'm talking about, where whether it's your home or maybe you walk into somebody else's home or a store or wherever, that's this like there's clutter everywhere and you feel all the energy of that. So the sacred space is one where you can just be cleared. And uh, we've talked about the shadow archetype. So if anyone's feeling like, wow, I don't really have any of these tools and this is not me and and maybe this is your shadow archetype because maybe you don't have a sacred space yet. Maybe you don't have an altar or again, whatever you want to call it. Maybe you don't carry any tools with you and that's not required that you do. By, by no means is that required that you have to carry a big purse around with you like Mary Poppins, right? But it is something for you to consider like, well, what if I did create a space in my home? Or what if I even just made, I have a client who it's really hard for her to find this quiet, like true quiet in her house because she has children. So she goes out into her car and she meditates. And while I wish she had a place in her home that she could find a peace and quiet and, and be able to create her sacred space, I also understand. And so if your car is your sacred space, okay, bring your doTERRA car diffuser out there uh, or let yourself um, hang like a charcoal um, lava rock uh, diffuser from the, the rear view mirror, bring in your oils. Uh, turn on the music that makes you feel happy, uh, apply the oils to you, whatever's going to make that then amplify so that it feels like you can really tap in. So maybe you don't have anything like that in your life right now. And so again, that might be because this is your shadow archetype and, and just challenge yourself to think about how could I maybe embody this inner healer archetype within me, within you, uh, to more of a degree. The crystal healer is also highly sensitive to their environment and at any given time. So that means that you might have like chemical sensitivities. For me, it is getting in Ubers and the freaking Uber drivers who have all of these toxic synthetic aromatherapy in their car, whether that's like one of those little like squares that like puts off aromas or like Febreze or one of the things they stick into their little um, air conditioning vents or um, even like the air fresheners you hang that you get from the car wash. Like those give me an immediate headache because I'm highly sensitive to chemicals and the aroma of chemicals. That also applies to cleaning products. I mean, uh, most cleaning products you can get at the grocery store are toxic, toxic like these things have so many ingredients in them that they can label as perfume or fragrance and that they don't have to actually label or um, divulge that information of what's inside that so something might be like lemon flavored or cherry flavored and it's just like oh that's if they label it as fragrance it could have freaking formaldehyde in it it could have arsenic in it and the fda does not require that they disclose that and i mean that's that's i'm going on a tangent about essential oils essentially because (laughs) that is why i use my oils because they are pure potent inexpensive and amazing replacements to the chemicals that i'm highly sensitive to So I want to hear from you guys. Are you highly sensitive to chemicals as well? Are you highly sensitive to the environment that you're in? Whether that's your Uber driver um, or any, like I went to Costco the other day and I was walking down because I needed, um, we get like the earth friendly recycled toilet paper from Costco and it's over by all the cleaning products. And I covered my face with my sweatshirt the whole time I walked down the aisle because of all the laundry detergent and all the cleaning products that are 
inside their container, but you can still smell so potently. And I think that's even an indication of like, whoa, all right, <laughs> this is too intense. Uh, so I know I get affected by that. This doesn't have to just be smells, though. It could be crowded spaces. It could be toxic people. It could be energy of the people around you that you're just picking up on so strong because you are that empath and you're feeling, okay, this these people are all pissed off or these people are all super excited or these people are all on drugs. <laughs> and maybe you're at a concert and it's like, whoa, the energy of everyone is like crazy because they're all like out of their bodies having this out of body experience. And you might be really sensitive to that. Um, that could be cigarette smoke. It could be pollution. Uh, you feel it all, right? So highly sensitive to the environment because you're just feeling all of it, whether that is visual, auditory, olfactory, or just energetic. The crystal healer also loves nature and feels really connected to Mother, Mother Earth. And so this is similar to the three-eyed raven and how the three-eyed raven was connected to the cycles of the earth as we discussed. But the crystal healer is more connected to the elements of the earth. So I'm just going to go through uh, some of the elements of earth, earth energy, um, earth being one of them. And uh, this is based on elemental medicine. And elemental medicine is something I studied in my bioenergetic practitioner training that we were able to uh, really get a lot of insight on ourselves on. So there's a lot more to this. I've, I've hosted an elemental medicine training in the past where we use your birthday and everything to figure out what uh, your sign is and figure out what elements of elemental energy you were born into and then what you might be deficient in. But in the context of today, it's really like Crystal Healer is connected to these elements. She feels them. So the first is just earth energy, and that's the energy that gives us stability. It's the ability to provide for our physical needs. It is this energy of being practical and being able to be down to earth. Uh, and, and so it's this grounding energy. It is... Uh, also associated with different physical aspects of our body. So earth energy is, uh, if, you're, if you're heavy in earth energy, it's that you hold weight around your, your middle, your waistline. You might be constipated, have digestive issues, feel stagnant. Your muscles might be painful. You might have fibromyalgia. You might feel um, like you're a really sweet person, but also sugar is kind of like poison for you, whether you realize that or not yet. Um, and your body needs to move. So Earth energy is like this keep it real energy. It's it's down to earth. It's grounded. It's the solid foundation, but it also needs it needs movement. Metal energy is is organized. It's self-disciplined. It's conscientious. It is structured, uh, and it has this deep inner strength, uh, like like this, these crystals actually, um, crystals that come from um, within the earth or uh, within mines that are, that are cultivated and, and harvested. And so if your, your metal energy is, is imbalanced, you might be in this deep state of sadness or grief or overcritical or unable to let things go. Uh, and again, on the physical level, it can show up as... Um, issues in your skin, rashes, eczema, um, even more respiratory as well, like asthma, allergies, frequent colds, uh, and your large intestine meridian can be affected too for issues like constipation, diarrhea. So the metal energy is is because it's so well organized and, and self-disciplined, it's the perfectionists. And um, you might not be giving yourself enough space to breathe. So your skin pays the price when you're not breathing correctly. Uh, and we need to just push, bring the issues to the surface so that you can see them and move through them. So the crystal healer, just to, to recap for a second here between earth energy and metal energy, like she's tapped into all of these. So really it's just 
just a matter of like noticing, okay, am I, am I, am I grounded? Am I in earth energy or am I really self-disciplined right now? Am I in, in this metal energy and working with these different energies in order to be able to, to heal herself and share her healing powers with the world. So you could actually, uh, if you're someone who's who's interested in tapping into this deeper, be someone who then studies the, the elements and uses those to your advantage. And these are also, uh, they show up a lot in astrology and in the, in the way that our um, zodiac signs are, um, but also in Ayurvedic medicine as well and the, the doshas and, and the different um, energies of the doshas as well. Okay, fire energy is the next one. Fire energy is going to be this like energetic, passionate, dynamic, sexy, charisma uh, type person. Um, but because they're so fiery, they can also get pissed off and frustrated and, and they can be really competitive. Uh, so yeah, ambitious, motivative, creative. They have also have drive and determination. Uh, but you just want to be able to pace yourself so you don't burn out um, before you hit your your finish line, your your goal. Fire energy is one that needs to be nurtured and managed carefully so that you don't have these explosive reactions and instead use all this energy and passion towards this this creative action taking. Uh, Fire energy also sometimes has hidden sadness. And so this hidden sadness, it's like it's beyond that. That flame's so bright and our, our light is so fiery that sometimes we don't even see or other people definitely don't see that underneath that there might be this level of sadness. And it's, it's, um, it's a masculine energy and it's one that... <sighs> The biggest challenge is just to remain calm and peaceful and allow yourself to ask for help and not feel like you have to do it all on your own. So like you're allowed to work with a coach. You're allowed to ask for help. That's a friend. That's a family. That's a coach. That's a therapist. That's a, a teacher, whoever it is. Like this person is so driven, but that sadness... <sighs> We can't always cover it up. We can't hide it or else we won't move through it. We, won't, we might not process it. So the crystal healer needs to notice, like, when is she being this uber energetic and passionate person, but maybe also covering up some of the sadness and not wanting to be in that energy? The next element or energy of the elements is wood. And when we're born, we start in wood energy. And this is clear vision, clear goals, and just knowing how to bring those clear vision and goals into reality. Um, planning, decision making, having strong opinions. Uh, and when wood energy is off, that, that, that can be the opposite. It can be indecisive without having... Um, a strong direction in life, feeling stuck, feeling lost, feeling stagnant, feeling like you've hit a healing plateau. Um, and you may feel like you have to constrain your emotions, kind of like in fire where you're kind of hiding them, but the, the wood energy constrains them and it's just like less able to express this anger. Not that, that they aren't capable of it or we we are all capable of it, but it might feel um, like very constrained, like it, for some reason there's like a, a lock on it and it just can't come out. Uh, the wood energy also uh, has a tendency to be a workaholic and, and that can also turn into digestive issues uh, where your body's in this constant state of like work, work, work. Work, 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 work. <laughs> and so it doesn't have time to do di digestion, to rest and digest and be in this uh, other state of your nervous system where things are being repaired and maintenance is being provided. So you might suffer from things like bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea. And in order to, to help rebalance wood energy, uh, exercise, moving your body, stepping away from work, just allowing yourself to sit and read a book for pleasure, my friends. <laughs> How often do we just read for pleasure? And uh, 
some of the physical things beyond the digestion that can show up here are um, also re results of stress, but just dry, brittle um, nails, hair, uh, pain in your abdomen, abdomen, why can I say that, <laughs> in your abdominal muscles, and uh, you might experience migraines, um, eye pain, sinus issues. So this is going to be that imbalanced wood energy that is feeling lost, that is feeling so stressed and overwhelmed that that, that clear path that we were born with, that, that wood energy we start with in our life of clear clarity is now feeling more stuck and stagnant. Uh, yeah, and, and this one of the ways to actually move through and balance wood energy is also just tapping into to your pleasure center, that sacral chakra, that sexual energy, and just allowing yourself to to stop the stress and work and move into this place of, of pleasure. And the last element is water, water energy. And water is our unconscious, it's our dreams, it's our vision, it's our psychic ability. It's, it's one of my favorites, which is probably no surprise to you. And this is our sensitivity, our sympathy, our compassion, being a good listener, being a team player. And it, if it's imbalanced, it can be dramatic. Uh, it can be obsessive. It can have really heavy emotions and um, can sometimes play off um, or avoid the, our sensitive nature by actually responding in a way of sarcasm. So if you find yourself being overly sarcastic or knowing someone who's overly sarcastic, sometimes it's just a defense mechanism to, to really cover up our sensitivity and how sensitive and compassionate and warm, gentle-hearted we really are underneath that. So the water is intuitive, emotional, ultra-sensitive, and uh, these body types also don't like to be cold <laughs> or might get cold really easily and just want to be warm and uh, love to learn. So they might know a lot about many things and be full of certifications and and the the... I don't know if I want to say downside, but again, the imbalanced water energy is really just using willpower um, if they are afraid of that feeling of fear. So in order to avoid fear, they push through, push, push, push. I'm going to use my warrior. I'm going to use my willpower to get through this instead of just like feeling the fear and talking to it. So there's a lot of emotions that come up here, a lot of intuition, and it is important to feed that that scholar within you, that that part of you that wants to learn and grow and feel um, without without uh, having to put up a defa defense mechanism of sarcasm or or pushing through. So again, crystal healer is able to tap into each of these elemental energies and then the energies of these the the earth for example so um, using tools from the earth like trees leaves roots dirt metal so using the energy of of specific metals that we um, create and fire using the energy of fire whether that's in your fireplace or you're burning your sage or palo santo Wood, similar to Palo Santo or like that tree energy um, where you're tapping into that in, in more of a literal sense. And then water, so salt baths and swimming in the ocean and, and allowing yourself or swimming in a river or a lake or a stream uh, or just taking a, a shower and using the energy of water as well. So be aware of these things if this is your strongest archetype. Like, are you actually utilizing these different elemental energies to your advantage? If this is one of the archetypes that you're not really tapped into, how can you start to use the energy of water and take a salt bath or use the energy of earth and cultivate the, the um, crystals and start to build your crystal collection? Or how can you use the energy of fire? Um, I like to use that one in, in a metaphorical and a literal way where it's like the fire of our, our sacral chakra and energy and passion and, and sex drive, but also it's the literal fire that we might create and, and stare into in our meditation. So the crystal healer strengths are 
that as a healer, you thrive with tools like crystals, like smudge sticks, like totems, like anything that sets the stage for you. And as discussed before, this simply allows you, it helps you, guides you tap to tap into that special place, that intuitive channel within you, that connection to your higher self. So no, you don't have to have these things because the answers are already within you. All of this power is already within you. That intuitive ability is already within you. And I was kind of describing that before when I was talking about the Oracle cards and how I used to, to depend on them more. And now they're just more of this like special fun tool that will uh, aid in intuitive readings, but that I don't depend on. So that could also be um, a challenge for the crystal healer is not to depend on her tools too much and know that she also has a power within her without all of her tools and her purse and her Mary Poppins bag. <laughs> so uh, these the strength is also that when you do use them, like you're going to feel like, whoa, I'm on fire. Like I'm so tapped into my intuition and I've set the stage for myself to really just be this clear channel. So they amplify that experience. Strengths also the crystal healer. Spending when you spend time in nature, you get your best ideas. So again, when I'm recording this, it's winter time and it might be cold and it might not be possible for you to go sit by the ocean or sit in the in the woods and, and meditate and get your best ideas in this place of silence outside. But nature is around us all the time. It's in the oils, it's in the crystals, it's in our house plants. So hold a crystal, have house plants, burn your sage, go hike, go camp, jump in the water, like allow yourself to connect to nature because this is your strength when you are, and, and this is similar to that, that energy that was in the three-eyed raven too, where it's like if you live in that 30th floor of a sky, um, of a, a sky rise, is that the right word? I think it is. I haven't lived in a city in just two years and I'm already losing the lingo. So uh, if you live surrounded by other high rises, that's the word I think I'm going for, is, uh, you know, you might not feel like you're getting your, your best ideas, like your open channel to receive. So like bring nature to you. I'm not saying you have to go move out into the country, but like how can you surround yourself by, by earth energy and use all of those elements? Challenges of the crystal healer. So because this part, this inner healer archetype is so energy sensitive, you might feel overwhelmed in certain environments. So that's going to be like loud places, when loud music is on, the TV is blaring, um, when you're in a crowded space or standing in a line, when you're traveling, when you're on public transportation, when people um, next to you are fighting, or maybe when you're fighting and you're feeling the energy of the other person in this combative mode as well. Uh, so you feel it. And so the challenge is to protect your energy. Not that you can never get on a, the subway again, or that you will never be in a confrontational argument with somebody again. But instead, how can you protect your energy so that you're not such like this raw, exposed, naked human being um, without energetic boundaries or protection? Another challenge of the crystal healer is that you might just have a hard time protecting your energy and just need some time alone to recharge. So zip up your energy, carry your grounding crystals, take time to be by yourself. I like to give myself a time out. It's like, okay, Sarah's going to take a time out. I'm putting myself into the corner. Like I, I just need sometimes to go upstairs and close the bedroom door or to, to go take that salt bath or to when I'm in public, go into the bathroom stall and like pull out my oil, take a deep breath in or do some tapping on my chest, on my thymus gland to just program some supportive beliefs or some grounding, grounding energy so that I can recharge because otherwise it feels very draining and overwhelming. So challenge is, is the strength at the same time where it's like, yeah, you're sensitive and you're so tapped into all these energies, but remember to protect it. Give yourself this time alone to be able to recharge your batteries. And you might resonate with that, that introvert energy of also needing just to be alone and also finding joy in being alone, which is, there's nothing wrong with that either. So the goddess energies here that show up in this archetype are uh, goddess Nematona, and that's N-E-M-E-T-O-N-A, Nematona, 
And she's the goddess of sacred space. She says, create an altar or visit a power place to connect with the divine. So this is really just as we spoke about already, where you are going into that place, creating that sacred space or altar in your home or in your car or in nature. When I was a little girl, you guys, my, I had a, an amazing babysitter who ended up being more of a like, mentor. And she would host summer camp and we would go out and we would just spend all the day, uh, the whole day out in the woods and just like learning about life and earth. <laughs> and one of the things she had us do was go find our, our, I don't know what she called it. It was just like our spot. But I, now I realize it was our sacred space. It was like that one tree you would always go to and you'd sit there and you'd draw a picture or you'd just go there and you'd sit by yourself for a little while. And I had this place out in nature where it was just like this, this, I, it comes to me, my meditation still to this day at 31 years old, it's still coming through. I remember that place so well because it was my sacred space. So sacred space is not just in your house or in your car. It can be anywhere. And it can be you. You can carry it with you as well. So this goddess is is just reminding us to create that and then to to go there and and tap in to connect to divine energy, universal energy, however you want to verbalize that. The other goddess energy here is goddess Coventina, and she's the goddess of purification. She says, it is time for a cleansing detoxification of your body and your mind. So this is the goddess that reminds us to purify, to do the detox. I used to be so against detoxing because I, I, it was really more of a lack of education and it was because all I ever was marketed to about was juice cleanses and the master cleanse and don't eat food and, or, or like take these pills and just take these diet pills or these, these weight loss pills. And I never resonated with that energy of detox. What I know now is detox is absolutely essential to empaths, but also human beings in general. We have to be able to detox. So I support in my body more detox on a daily basis um, through the supplements that I take, through the tea that I drink, through the foods that I eat, but it's also energetic detox. And in this case, it's we talk a lot about energy here on the Healing Uncensored podcast. It's detoxing other people's shit so that you can let that go and release. So this goddess is really just um, embodied in this archetype because we want to always tap into that release, release, release energy that you can truly let go, purify, cleanse, and come back into this place of purity. Goddess White Tara, one of my favorite goddesses, is the goddess of sensitivity. So she says, you are becoming increasingly sensitive. Avoid harsh relationships, environments, situations, and chemicals. And again, this is really to the point we just spoke about, which is that one of the challenges of the crystal healer archetype is loud loud places, those chemical smells, the Uber drivers who have synthetic aromas, crowded spaces, the energy of people, energy vampires. And so this is going to be something, again, to be aware of. So if you're feeling like, oh, yeah, I'm Uber sensitive in my in my life right now call in the energy of goddess white tara and ask her like please support me today in protecting my energy and using my sensitivity as a superpower instead of something that makes me feel completely depleted of my energy and the last goddess is goddess mawu and it's m-a-w-u mawu and she's the goddess of mother earth so again um Similar to the three-eyed raven, crystal healers also tapped into earth energy, but less of the cycles of earth and more of the elements of earth. So think about nature. When you walk outside your door, like where is nature? How can you bring more of it into your life or bring it into your home? It says you are called upon to help with environmentalism. And I think that that is also something that we can give back. So it's like this this archetype is really like utilizing the tools from Mother Earth. So how can she also give back and uh, live more of this life of like zero waste? So it's not that we can't use Mother Earth's medicine and, and energy as this place and, and tool to like ground ourselves or hold the crystal, but like Maybe you're done with that crystal and you can give it back to Mother Earth or uh, maybe you can support organizations that are helping the conservation of our precious resources on this planet. So 
this energy is that that grounding energy of Mother Earth, this give and take, this flow, this economy of between you, uh, energy exchange between you and, and Mother Earth. So just to wrap up here, the Crystal Healer uh, is so tapped into this Earth energy. She has her Mary, Popper, Mary Poppins uh, bag that she carries. And I just want to, to challenge you to think about a few more things before we do wrap up. So Again, it might help to close your eyes as you tap in here if you can in this moment and just ask yourself, as the crystal healer, how would you speak? How would you act? How would you receive? How would you show up in all areas of your life if you embodied more of the crystal healer? What actions would you take? Is there anything that you would change? How would you love on yourself? And then bring the crystal healer in front of you. However you envisioned her at the beginning of this episode, bring her in front of you now and ask her, how can she support you today? How can she support you today? What parts of her essence would be helpful to you in this moment? She's here to help you. She's here to support you. She's within you. She's part of you. So what parts of her can be helpful to you? What can you ask of her? And then are there any parts of this archetype that need to be healed? What parts of your crystal healer feel less identified with, less loved on? Parts of it that are the shadow? Or maybe just something you forgot. And this has awoken something that you had simply forgotten. So notice that too. <sighs> the crystal healer is here to support you. So ask her and then also ask how you can support her today. Beautiful. So let me know if you had any aha moments, any breakthroughs from today's episode on the crystal healer archetype. I can't wait to share more with you in the next several episodes. <sighs> Take this and, and maybe even journal about it, my loves. Just go write down, what does this mean to you? How is this shifting your perspective and how you heal yourself when we tap into our potential as being our own greatest healer? Because you already have this within you. Please share with me if you did have any of those ah ahas and uh, tag me, tag me on Instagram at autoimmune tribe. I'd be happy to, to share that with the rest of the community, but also just acknowledge you and honor you and, and, and give you some love for, for doing the work. So have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It's been so much fun to share the characteristics, traits, strengths, challenges, and goddess energy of each of these archetypes. I just want to remind you that the healing activation portal is open. You can enroll today. We start December 10th, which is in six days. And the healing activation portal includes 30 days of energy healing that incorporates guided meditation, vibrational medicine, and deep soul work. I want you to pause for a second. If you're still listening, first of all, I honor you and I thank you. But I want you to pause. Before you go on to the next thing in your life, in your day, I want you to ask yourself what feels like it needs to be healed right now or what hasn't been healed that you've been trying to heal for a while. And whatever comes to your mind, there's no right or wrong answer. That thing that's on your uh, at the ten, uh, center of your attention though, that's at the surface, that's, that's asking to be healed. Ask yourself if you have exhausted all your options. Have you tried everything? And maybe we just need to listen to our bodies a little bit better to get the answer. So what the healing activation portal can do for you is say that thing that needs to be healed is you've been having a headache the entire week. And you feel like, yeah, I've tried a lot of things. I've, I've tapped into my crystal healer toolbox, but none of that has quite alleviated that headache. Again, just using the headache as an example. What I want you to think about is maybe the answer isn't going to be in a tool outside of yourself. And instead, the answer is going to be within yourself. 
Either you receive the answer through one of these healing activations in this portal, in this 30-day experience together. So you get still, you you start to quiet the mind at least a little bit compared to what it's used to in your day-to-day. I think that when 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 we talk about silencing the mind, it's it's just it <laughs> I don't want to say it angers me, but I think that it is very, very challenging to have zero thoughts, right? Like we're human. We're gonna have thoughts. That's okay. Maybe we can just silence a little bit of that chatter so that you become a more open channel to receive what is going to help alleviate these headaches. And not only what is going to help alleviate them, but why are they coming in the first place? How can you be a better listener and communicator with your body? So that's kind of option one on what you might see happen is that all of a sudden that thing that you've been working on trying to heal for so long, all of a sudden the answer is totally freaking obvious to you through 20 minutes of sitting down. It might also come through in the meditation itself. So letting that meditation be the healer of the headache. I did this this week where I was having some jaw pain earlier this week and I I had thrown my shoulder out the day before and so then it kind of aggravated my jaw pain. So like shoulders kind of asking for my attention, jaws asking for my attention. So I sat down in my meditation and what I thought was gonna be this meditation on like manifesting my goals turned into a meditation to observe my body and to notice where the pain was and then to give that pain at the time of day. It's like you're making an appointment with yourself where you sit down, you take the time to be with yourself and in that you heal. So that after 15 minutes of me sitting there, I walked away and I was pain free. Yes, that is possible. No, we don't hear about it very often. It's not on pamphlets at your doctor's office, but yes, Meditation can help relieve any of those pains as well because there's so much science behind this, between uh, behind our neurons and the way that our brain operates, the way that our body reacts to stress in the amygdala, the midbrain, the way that uh, we store all of our past experiences in the brain and the way that we can actually rewire that to then stop sending pain turn those nerves off that are saying pain, 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 mayday, and just allow the body to relax and be in this state of bliss that I know that we're all striving for, this place of bliss where the crown chakra is like woke as fuck and she is open and she is like, yes, I am on my soul's path. I am living my purpose and I am blissful as hell. And so if that is something you want in your life, if you want to be guided through this experience and maybe take that thing that has been bothering you for so long and either find an answer, get the guidance, or just heal it straight up, please join us. The Healing Activation Portal again begins December 10th. The cart is closing in six days. So all you gotta do is go to the link in the show notes, sign up, there's payment plans available to you and I cannot wait to see you inside. Have a beautiful day. I will see you on the next episode.